I was managing a member and I discovered that he was illiterate. Talk about trust and uh, a relationship that needs to start right away with some trust. There was a situation where he had very specific instructions on how to adjust his insulin doses. It, it's saying, I care about you and I want to know how I can help. This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Hello, everyone. In today's episode, we're talking about the power of personal connections when working with patients. At Humana, for some of us, these are our members. Nurse-patient or nurse-member relationships are special kinds of relationships, really based on trust. After all, nurses have been voted the most trusted profession for the last 17 years. We have the trust. We're able to build that trust with our members. And it's through the personal relationships that we can anticipate the needs of our members and our patients and help them on their journey to better health. I'm happy to have with me today some nurses from Humana at Home who are all in different roles but working on the same goal. They're dedicated, they're passionate, and they're committed to improving the lives of our members. Greg Billiter is the Director of In-Home Services. Lisa Abbott is Associate Director of the Nurse Practitioner Medical Doctor Program. And Brandy Gillespie is a Telephonic Care Manager. Welcome to the Voice of Humana Nurses, Lisa, Greg, and Brandy. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us about this really important topic. Before we delve into the conversation, I always like to invite my guests to share a little bit about themselves so our listeners can get to know you better. Greg, let's start with you first. Sure. Thanks, Kathy. My name is Greg Billiter. I'm a registered nurse, and I've been certified in care management since 1999. And I have the privilege and honor of directing our in-home teams who carry out the mission of our 30-day transitions program and our longer-term in-home programs. I'm from Michigan. I live in Florida now in beautiful West Palm Beach. I like to uh, walk along the intercoastal waterways and the beaches in my spare time. And you might find me trying to get some orchids to bloom in the backyard, too. Thanks for sharing, Greg. That sounds awesome. And that weather and that beach walk sounds really great, too. Lisa, how about you? Sure. Thank you. I'm a family nurse practitioner. I joined Humana in 2016 in the nurse practitioner medical doctor program. And then in 2017, I stepped into a leadership role within the same program. I live slightly north of San Antonio in what I think is one of the most beautiful places in Texas, the hill country. I reside there with my family and a small flock of hens I affectionately call the girls, quote unquote. Raising chickens is a really fun hobby that I recently started to do. Awesome. Would love to see pictures of your girls. (laughs) Brandy, why don't you share a little bit about yourself with us, too? Yes, Kathy. Thank you. Hi, my name is Brandy Gillespie. I am a registered nurse uh, case manager here with our East Region. Uh, I've been a nurse for about 15 years, Um, been in case management for about five. Uh, three and a half of that has been with Humana, and I absolutely love it. Uh, this is definitely uh, a position that I feel like I really have taken to. Um, personally, uh, I'm married. Uh, we have a blended family. Myself, I have three girls, and my husband has three boys. Yes, 
you heard that correctly. <laughs> we are the Brady Bunch, but minus Alice. I don't have an Alice. <laughs> but um, yes, so thank you all for having me here today. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. We'll have to work on getting you an Alice, right? That's right. As a profession, nursing is really about caring for our patients. And I would say that nurses are trained and have a real innate passion and purpose to creating relationships because trust is really about relationships. You can't have that trust unless you take the time to develop relationships. And nurses know that when they can really understand context and understand someone's story, they're really able to be there for them in the way that our patients, our members need us and want us to be there. So Greg, you lead our in-home care management team. Can you start us off with sharing a little bit about the work that your team does? Sure, Kathy. As I mentioned, there are two programs in the in-home teams, the 30-day transitions program and then our longer-term in-home program in case members need a little more than 30 days in their home. So we have the privilege of providing those services to these members in their actual homes. Um, These are our most chronically ill members. They're very high risk for readmission to the hospital. They're likely to have gaps or needs uh, in areas that we call social determinants of health. So uh, those are the people we get to take care of and we love it. And those are the people that probably most need those connections to our care managers, right? Right. What are, can you um, help our listeners understand a little bit more about what exactly our care managers might be doing with those members and for those members? Sure. For example, in the 30-day program, uh, we'll come into their lives immediately after they've been discharged from the hospital. So the first thing we're going to do is call you and start to get to know you and try to find out, do you need any help with anything right away? Is there anything I can fix on the phone by you? Maybe you need an antibiotic right away uh, and you don't know how how to get it, and I can help fix that for you immediately on the phone. And then my second mission is to get you to be able to let me come into your home. So talk about trust and uh, a relationship that needs to to start right away with some trust. Uh, That would be it. So uh, we get to come into your home and um, do a hands-on eyeball assessment of what's going on in your home. And one of the first things we do there, too, is call our partners uh, at Humana in our pharmacy department. So we do a a three-way call with the pharmacist, the member, the care manager, and we reconcile all of your medications. We, at the same time, get to know you, put together a plan of care so that we can help you on your journey to be as healthy as you can at home and uh, actually, hopefully, not need us. And then if you need a little more help, though, like I said, we could um, help you get into our longer a term in-home program. Maybe you'll get two visits for a few more months. And then after that, we might even uh, be able to help you get to uh, Brandy's team and be followed up telephonically for a little while too. And ultimately, like I said, it's about empowering that person to be able to take care of themselves and live the healthiest, happiest life they can at home. Thanks, Greg. That's great. And as a a former home care nurse, one of the first lessons that I learned is that you're a guest in someone's home and you really have to be invited in the first time and every time thereafter, whether it's virtually or in person. So our care managers are really doing some amazing work with these members, helping them in so many ways. There's so many needs there. 
Another group of clinicians who visit members in their homes are our nurse practitioners. Lisa, can you talk a little bit about how our nurse practitioners are working with members? Sure. So basically, when a member has a need for a higher level of clinical support, that's when a nurse practitioner gets involved. And we typically manage that member over an extended period of time, approximately six months. It's really adding an additional layer of care that we want to wrap around that member. So to tie into what Greg was saying, uh, the in-home care manager can help with the education of understanding diabetes, how it might affect the body, how diets impact, assess the supplies, think about cost issues and resources there, transportation, help to coordinate resources. And then the NP comes in for additional expertise. Right. So let me give an example of of how that may work. So one of the common health conditions that the nurse practitioner encounters and often our members struggle with is, is diabetes and more specifically the control of diabetes. So Let's just say, uh, once again, for example, that Susie, for the purposes of this podcast, comes out of the hospital and she was in the hospital with a diabetic foot ulcer. And Susie has historically not had her diabetes under control. The nurse practitioner will go into the home and we uh, go into the home monthly and we work with her to dig deeper to identify the root cause of the issue. So maybe it's that Susie is not on an appropriate medication regimen given her lifestyle or given her lifestyle, the doses of those medications should be adjusted. It is those type of things that we look for and then we intervene on. That's awesome. And and I think that's part of the program that um, folks might not realize. We have this resource. We have nurse practitioners at Humana who do lots of different things, but this is a way that we can really address some of those needs that are so complex in the home And I think it's a way of thinking about the team more broadly. What's the right resource? Who's the right person at the right time? Um, Providing care in the home really allows us to understand the member's reality and context and get a good, deep picture of what's actually going on in the home. Because you don't always get that in a physician's office or a clinic setting. Um, If we're not there, sometimes it's hard for us to really understand the depth of the issues that they might have and to get a true sense of the member's reality. I think, you know, in order to have that trust and that relationship, we need to gather a lot of facts about it. And sometimes we can do that virtually and sometimes we need to be in person. Can you talk, Lisa, a little bit about the importance of that relationship and that bond and trust and how that all goes into really effectively caring for our members? Absolutely. The nurse practitioners are really the clinical eyes and ears in the home. We are able to see the different clinical challenges that our members are facing and then pass that information along to other members of the interdisciplinary care team, uh, more specifically the physician or the primary care physician that the member is working with. So it's really important that when we go into the home that we really actively listen, intentionally listen to what the member is saying. We want the member to feel comfortable discussing their health and, and being vulnerable. And, and initially we're strangers, so that, that's a difficult journey initially. However, over time we establish that relationship, that really deep personal connection that enables the member to be completely honest and forthright with whatever those challenges are. So we're no longer a stranger. We're now a partner uh, and a confidant in their journey towards independence. 
And you bring up a great point. That doesn't happen in one day or one encounter with somebody. It takes time to build up trust. And we're talking about some very personal issues, health and the way you live. So through trust, we can better understand our patients and our members' needs and be better able to help close the gaps in care that we have. Exactly. Yeah. And so to kind of give you another example of that trust factor and how important it is to uh, a member as far as exposing his or her vulnerabilities, there was a situation where I was managing a member who had diabetes and that member had extensive paperwork that he had acquired from his physician to help him manage the diabetes. It was very specific instructions on how to adjust his insulin doses. And while going over that paperwork with a member and asking him to discuss those instructions to make sure he understood what those instructions meant, I discovered that he was illiterate. He really simply did not, he was not able to actually read the instructions. And in the physician's office, he was just simply agreeing and shaking his head and saying yes, all the while not not understanding what was on the paper. So that was really eye-opening. And he admitted something that he really didn't want to admit to anyone and his physician. So I was able to rectify that situation by helping him understand those instructions and then recreate those instructions in a manner that he could then understand and then reference again. Well, that's a great story. And, and I think that's a great example of why nurses are the most trusted profession, right? Exactly. Awesome. Greg, can you share a little bit about your team? How do you work to get that connection, that trusting relationship with the member? Sure. As I mentioned on that first phone call, it's really critical to be able to get them to say yes to let us come into their home. So one of the first things we have to do is just actually say nothing. You really have to listen to that person. And uh, by that, I mean, uh, we're so quick to be thinking in our heads, what am I going to say next? What am I going to do to hook this person? What am I going to do? But really what you need to do is just not think about any of that and totally listen to what that person is saying to you. And therefore, you're going to be able to respond in a way that really connects with what they were telling you. So they get the feeling and really know that we are trying to get to know them in order to show you that we care about you. And ultimately, we're going to help make things easier for you and help you on your way to live your best life at home. So it's really about that, just forcing yourself to be quiet and listen to what that person is saying. Sometimes you can even reflect back a simple idea like, so what gives you energy or what makes you happier? What would you like to start doing again that you haven't been able to do for a while? And that will just open up the floodgates and... That's what we want to do. We want to get to know you. Listening, such a great lesson, not only in our clinical lives, but in our lives in general, I think. Thank you. So, Brandy, let's loop you into the conversation now. Um, we've been talking a lot about in-person interactions that our nurses have with our members. Um, I know that in your role, you're interacting with our members over the phone and what are some of the things that you've noticed to be critically important in building that relationship virtually? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, the The virtual world uh, can be can be very challenging. Um, without that face to face, they they can't read your 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 body language. They they can't sense and see that you are 
being sincere, um, not to mention the, the numerous phone calls that our members receive when they first come home from the hospital, not, not, not just from Humana, but just from, you know, external sources, home health, you know, pharmacy, their doctor's office, uh, you know, so, so, you know, how, how do you stand out? Um, what, what I feel uh, as a nurse, and, and as we all can agree, uh, we have this genuine caring spirit. We have it. I, I think every, all, every one of us to, to be drawn into this field, it's just a natural, natural that, that comes out. And I, and I think that the, the member can, can feel that. And if, and if you don't have it, they'll be able to pick up on that pretty quick. Um, so you already kind of have that natural um, ability. And then you, you kind of combine that with uh, using phrases that are more personable. Um, so when I, when I call a member on the phone, after I introduce myself and, you know, really push the recording statement, because you have to say that, um, I try to get through that pretty quick because I don't want them to think I'm a bill collector. Or anything like that. <laughs> so I, I, I do say it and I do make it clear, but, you know, try to get that out. And then um, then I'll say, um, you know, my name is Brandy. I'm a you know registered nurse here with Humana. And um, I was notified that you had recently returned home from a hospital stay. Uh, that statement, I feel, lets them know, I, I know something just happened. I, I know that, you know, you're home and, and, and this something has occurred. Um, and then I'll follow that up with, um, I don't want to take much of your time, um, but I just wanted to make sure that you have all your health care needs in place just to check on you uh, and make sure that, you know, that you're not in need of any assistance. Um, when, when, you, when you say it like that, it's, to me, it, it's saying, I, I care about you. I, I want to know what happened and I want to know how I can help. Um, and then I think once they get that sense that you're you're genuinely trying just to check on them, it's almost like having a conversation with your family or your friend. You know, it'll lead into, oh, let me tell you what happened. honey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then that opens the door and it just makes the conversation much more relaxed. It's it's not scripted. It's we, we don't have a check mark A, B and C. Now, I do have, you know, areas that I would, you know, need to identify, but and go over. But um, it is it's just a, it's just a conversation that you have to check on them. And I think they, they do. And they've said it. They appreciate it. They really do. So you found some great ways to show our members that you care and almost to show some of your own vulnerabilities, too, to make that connection. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, Brandy. Yes. So there's really multiple interactions that we at Humana are having with the member. Brandy mentioned some of them, in-home care management, home care, nurse practitioners, visiting members. We have lots of folks from Humana calling our members on the phone And then we have other clinicians like pharmacists or social workers, in addition to the nurses that we've been talking to here. How can we make sure that we continue to leverage the different expertise and connections that our clinical teams have, while at the same time really maintaining that trust and not making people feel like they're a bouncing ball, that they're just random checkmark calls or they're being handed off to a lot of people, really leveraging that trusting relationship that Lisa, Brandy, and Greg have talked about. Uh, Greg, any thoughts about that? 
Well, I was going to mention, as Brandy mentioned, that idea of being able to frame it in the context of, I work with colleagues at Humana, and we as a team know about you and care about you. So sort of leading with that, I'm not just calling you out of the blue because of some referral that came to me. You know, I really have a team of colleagues that that do know you. So whether it's the nurse practitioners and the feedback we get once they get out to assess you and know you and we collect um, collaborate on that data or the pharmacists from that med rec call and even practitioners and providers that we're reaching out to, our social workers, it's important that we let the member know you're surrounded by a team that deeply, deeply cares about you and we're going to connect with each other the best we can so that we um, provide the best care we can for you. So there's really a synergy that occurs when the care team communicates with one another, but really it's with the foundation of focusing on the patient or the member. Lisa, I think you have an example that um, might highlight that synergy that results from collaboration among a multidisciplinary team. Yes, Kathy, I do. So when we say collaboration, we're also thinking about how we collaborate with the members' physicians in addition to our internal collaboration with social workers, for instance, or other clinicians. So more specifically, the example I'd like to discuss with you is the care manager reached out to me um, regarding some elevated blood pressure readings that the member was experiencing, we'll say Joe, for the last couple of days. I, in turn, reached out to the assisted living facility to give them orders to check Joe's blood pressure every day for the next week. I then followed up in a week, actually, with with an actual physical visit and reviewed those blood pressure readings and saw that they, in fact, were elevated for for the preceding week. I then reached out to the physician with a recommendation on adjusting Joe's medication. The physician agreed to those changes, and we adjusted his medication. I thereafter followed those blood pressure readings um, on a weekly basis, and I worked with the physician to continue to titrate that medication to control Joe's blood pressure. Wow, talk about being the eyes and the ears and using our voices to communicate. I think so often we feel um, in so many areas of our life like we're in silos and one hand doesn't know what the other is doing. So it's great to hear about this collaboration and focus on our patients, focus on our members. And I think at the base of it, it's really through the power of connection And the connection, not only with our patients or our members, but with fellow clinicians. And that power helps us to truly coordinate care for our members and to close gaps in care. So thank you to all three of you, to Lisa, Brandy, and Greg for being my guests today. And especially for caring so much about this um, really critical component of our members' care. I think caring is foundational for providing efficient care, and it's really clear that the three of you deeply care. Thank you for being with me. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play by searching the words, The Voice of Humana Nurses. And we'd love to hear from you as well. So send us an email at chiefnursingofficer at humana.com and give us your comments and your suggestions about topics or people you want to hear about or hear from. So until the next time, be well. <laughs>